Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. I've got some good news and some bad news this week. Uh, what did you want me to start with? Good news? Okay. So, I haven't really ever had the opportunity to do something like this, but, heck, I've got the platform here, and you guys ostensibly come here to listen to me chat for a minute at the start of every episode, so... I got engaged. Um, I'm going to be married. That's really, really exciting. Yeah, I I just wanted to let everyone know that was a super exciting life event that happened, and I couldn't be happier and more excited about the things to come. So with that good news out of the way, uh, let's turn to the bad news. This is something that I've been trying to formulate a way to broach for a while, but I feel the need to inform the audience that I no longer feel comfortable purchasing or promoting the content that is produced by Onyx Path publishing or that is published by White Wolf, the company from whom they lease or license most of their intellectual property, and that includes Exalted. Uh, Before anyone has any questions for the foreseeable future, we will continue to run Exalted on the show, but I cannot recommend for the foreseeable future anyone purchase any of the books, and that really, really breaks my heart. I've said it before in other places, but Changeling the Lost and Exalted were very, very formative RPG texts for me. As to why, I'm going to keep this relatively brief. Some of you may have seen some stuff about it on Twitter or the internet elsewhere, but White Wolf has made some very, very questionable hiring practices as they've been starting up their writing for Vampire 5th Edition, and that includes hiring a writer who has a reputation on the internet for engaging in questionable and abusive practices. Onyx Path never denounced this, and there were some change-ups at different levels of Onyx Path recently that have spurred some discussion about their business practices, and I've heard things from all over about this. I don't feel comfortable stating anything as being definitively true or false, but it does give me enough pause, especially when coupled with the inability to denounce the hiring of their licensing company, of someone who has a track record of engaging in some pretty nasty and abusive behavior. So in light of that, I personally don't feel comfortable endorsing Onyx Path, and until they make some public statements in regards to these things, I will not be purchasing any more of their products. I feel that it's important that the audience is aware of that. With that said, I did want to give a Patreon shout-out to Maddie Ray. Maddie is a wonderful friend of mine and involved in a bunch of projects that I'm working on or have worked on in the past. She's awesome and incredible. Thank you, Maddie. It means a lot. With that out of the way... Let's get into this. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, Godwin, Rizzo, and Ariston settled in in Great Forks, preparing to spend their time, preparing the working to find the other idols. What complications would surface? How would they broach this problem? What kind of colorful characters would they meet along the way? Some time has passed since you guys arrived here in Great Forks. You've set aside space in your hotel room to put aside for the working that you guys are going to be doing in order to turn the idol into a sort of device by which you can track the other idols. And we're going to open up this recording session by actually making the rolls 
for crafting that idol. This is going to be, again, a tier 2 terrestrial working, which means you're going to need to accumulate 10 cumulative successes. And the big question here for Rizzo, who is heading this one up, is the degree of finesse that you want to bring to this working. So you can kind of choose how granular control you have over the outcome here, but that's going to change how difficult every roll you make is. You can choose either one, which is not a lot of control, three, which is a mid-level of control, or five, which is super tight control, but it's going to mean that it's going to take you longer to make this working actualize. I can either do one, three, or five? Correct. Um, I'm going to do five. Okay. So tell me how exactly you envision this working then before we get started. I envisioned it simply as we create this concoction out of elements around us. And as it brews longer, it gets stronger and we pour it over the idol and it kind of vibrates and sends us a little um, signal of which direction we are to go to next. So it's very direct, not misleading, um, and straightforward. Okay. So then I'm going to need you to make a series of intelligence plus occult rolls. Mm -hmm. You can spend essence on them. Each one of them represents a week of time. Okay. And we're going to resolve all of those up front so we know exactly how long you guys are here in Great Forks. I need 10 successes. You need 10 over the 5. So only successes that are over... Five count as successes towards the working. Yeah, I'm going to send about three peripheral. Okay. Seven successes. Okay, so that counts as two successes toward the ten that you need. Mm -hmm. So roll for week two. Same amount of dice. You or... can choose to up your expenditure if you'd like. No. Do I need to respend the same amount of essence? Yeah, but your pool is going to basically be refreshing because over the course of a day it oh. refills. Okay. Two successes. Okay, so nothing gets added then to your progress towards the idol. You have three more rolls and you need to get eight successes over your base difficulty of five before then. So week three. I am going to spend more essence this time. Okay. Okay, I'm going to spend eight. Okay. Okay, that was four successes. All right, so that's another no-go. So you have two, and you need to average nine um, successes on each roll, so you might want to spend willpower on these ones. Okay. So that'll grant you an automatic success. Okay, I spend... True willpower. You can only spend one per roll. Okay. Seven successes. Okay. And your last roll. Um. Seven successes. Okay. So you have a cumulative six towards the ten that you needed, mm -hmm. which means that the working is not going to go off unless you've been conscripting Ariston's help with the working this entire time, mm -hmm. which would grant you one more roll. Um, Ariston, can I have some help? Yes. Lovely bunch of coconuts. That's four successes. Okay. So I will offer you a choice at this point. Mm-hmm. So we can let the working fail, 
So you will have wasted six weeks in Great Forks mm -hmm. and not have achieved modifying this idol. Mm -hmm. Or you can take a compromise. The idol will perform as you anticipated, mm -hmm. which is to say that it'll help guide you towards the other idols. Mm -hmm. But it will have some specific quirks and potential difficulties in functioning that you did not initially anticipate. Um, let's go with that one. Okay. So at the end of these six weeks, I will tell you how exactly that pans out. In the meantime, how are the three of you spending your six weeks in Great Forks? So are Ariston and Rizzo like working on it actively or they're just kind of checking in on it here and there? Uh, it's definitely kind of like a job for them. Okay. So they've, they're like nine to five working on it and then... More or less, yeah. So Godwin's got a lot of alone time. Woo! But, you know, they will have leisure time in the evenings or whenever they decide is leisure time. Ariston usually is pretty tired by the end of the working, but he does like to go on walks around the city and see the lights and the shrines and kind of spend meditative time with himself. And he continues whittling his little figurines and hopes to leave some at the altars and also give some for Hearth and his family. And he just kind of keeps making them because he's not sure how big it is. But he feels relaxed and like he can breathe a little easier, even though he knows they still got a long road ahead of them. Rizzo spends her free time hanging out with Ariston and Godwin, but she also likes to try to find time to try to visit all the altars and get to know all the gods and do some maintenance on the altars that don't really get a lot of love because she feels that it's not fair that some of them look better than the other ones do. So she spends more time on those. And she also uh, is has been uh, training Qui-Gon Jinn and um, spending more time with him. Awesome. Godwin has been spending the time in the day while the other two are doing the working, visiting a lot of the major shrines, especially the ones for Mars and Jupiter again and Saturn, etc., etc. So basically any of the incarnate? Yes. I didn't know the word, but now I know the word. Um, and talking to the shrine hands, talking to the people there, just trying to gather as much information as he can, kind of treating that research like a way that he can serve the same purpose that Ariston and Rizzo are serving. And in his spare time, he has been practicing his archery more with Ajax's old bow. And he's been trying to get his hand that is still injured to be a little bit more flexible. So he's been practicing his recorder and the martial arts, but he's still frustrated that he can't have the same amount of mobility that he used to. And it's also important to note that while you're here, Ariston is going to have the opportunity to go ahead and fix up Godwin's hand again. So how about we have you roll for that, Ariston? Okay, Ariston is using wound-mending care technique and fullness-restoring meditation, and wound-mending care technique will give him double nines, and he's going to be spending eight uh, motes, or no, eight excellency to increase his dice pool. Yes, it's moats on your excellency. You're good. You're good. Roll that. All right. 20 successes. So go ahead and describe to me what Ariston restoring Godwin's hand while you guys are in 
Great Forks is like. Ariston has Godwin sit down on the bed because this is going to take a lot of energy from him to do. So he sits down as well and he takes Godwin's hand in between his palms. You see that Ariston, as the power is moving up through him into Godwin's hand, his eyes are no longer the blues or the greens that you normally see. They're a dark red he's expending all of his energy and a cooling feeling washes over godwin's hand from ariston's like a tide steadily coursing over the rocks as it comes in to rebuild but not take away as the ocean one that's deep and so godwin's hand is now restored fully okay it's done wow i forgot that my hand used to feel like this which sounds silly because my other hand is fine, you know, right? But it's just, it's been so long that it's been marred and now I don't, I don't have to wear a bandage anymore. I don't have to cover it all up. I can play, I can shoot, I can use this hand again. Oh, I'm glad you like it. That was the intention. I'm I'm really grateful for what you did, um, but it wouldn't be us if I didn't harp on you a little bit. I didn't, I didn't think you had it in you, but color me impressed. Thank you, Godwin. I'm just glad to see you all put together again. Yeah, hopefully I can actually, you know, help out in our next fight. I'm sure you will. You always do. Just try not to get it impaled again this time. Well, with seven Symphonious Chords, who knows? But hopefully we won't be seeing him soon. I know, or anyone else that we've crossed. That would be rough. That would be real shitty. Yep. Yep. All right. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through and I'm going to do a little scene with each of you as you guys are going about things. As always, people who aren't in the scene are free to introduce NPCs in these scenes to liven things up a little bit. I want to start with Rizzo. We're going to be at one of those days along this time where you were at a shrine to a lesser known god. What is that god's domain? Um, okay, this is the god of flowers. A god of flowers, of a field of flowers, of flowers in general? All flowers. Flowers in general. And it's a disrepairious shrine? People haven't been praying to this god? No. Interesting, okay. A lot of people have not been at this shrine. It has a lot of engravings of flowers around the side, and it's made out of um, some kind of dark wood and a lot of twigs and it looks like when it was being made there might have been like a leaf branded in it or maybe a leaf shape like a lot of um, earthy tones and there's also like seaweed on there too because it's all flowers and things like that but even though seaweed's not a flower there are you know some underwater flowers and it's very dirty Um, it looks like even in its prime, that there weren't a lot of comers to it because it's not like a lot of people benefit from flowers besides um, fashionable purposes. And Rizzo particularly likes this one the best just because it, to her, is the prettiest and the most meaningful one that there is because without flowers, a lot of things wouldn't be around, such as certain oils that we get from flowers and the pollination that they bring and some things like we like sunflower seeds and all that. So she believes that it's very underrated. So you are cleaning up this shrine. You are actually toward the interior, cleaning up not only the shrine, but the offertory altar, etc. When you hear some soft footsteps 
come up behind you, and you feel a tugging at the back of your dress, like close to your knee. Oh, hello, little one. And there is something that is roughly child-shaped at your feet. It has very, very large eyes and flowers in its hair. It has these small, dirty hands covered in soil and a very, very ornate floral print robe and these sort of incredibly vibrantly colored yellow lips. Hey, hey. Hi. So are you here to make uh, medicine or what? I'm just cleaning things up. Are you lost? Are you looking for someone? No. Do you need help? No, I'm okay. Do you come here often? It doesn't look like it. I mean... Eh, not all the time. Sometimes, though. Today, yeah. That's cool. I'm yeah. just uh, I'm just cleaning it up. I think it's really pretty, and seems like this one got overlooked by a lot of people, and I think it's really cool. That's cool to hear. I heard the commotion, and so I decided to come over. It looks like you are doing a pretty good job. You certainly know how to clean. It's more than I know how to do. I can't even wash my hands. That's all right. You'll learn in time. Enjoy it while you can. Uh, washing your hands can get a bit tedious, but it always helps. But I do enjoy cleaning, so I think I think this is really relaxing for me. Do you want to help? Well, I would if I could, but I'm so dirty with my hands. Yeah, I guess. That's all right. I'd probably just get dirt all over everywhere. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. I just got to pray here for a second. Oh, did you want me to leave? No, just I just need to get through so I can get close. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, sir, uh, yeah, sh- okay. sorry. Uh, hello. Uh, I've been praying for weeks now asking for my rose bush to be in bloom, but it's not blooming. And I, I can't ask her out if it's not. I got no roses. She likes roses. And, uh, please help me. I'm running out of time. Uh, uh, sir? Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mean to listen in on your prayers or anything. Oh. But, um... Have you ever brought anything as an offering to maybe this altar? I I try. I don't make a lot of money. I'm just an errand boy. Well, I but... mean, it doesn't always have to be money. It could be treats or something. Oh, okay. I, he, like, pulls out his pockets and, like, moths come out. Oh, You could make oh something with those moths, maybe. Okay. Uh, uh, and he, like, pulls, like, a piece of string from his shirt and, like, ties it to the moth. This is this like a little pet? Give me your little pet. Oh my god, my rose bush is never gonna grow, is it? Um, uh, um, uh, I just wanted to give you some quick feedback. It's the middle of summer still, so it's not really rose season. If maybe you were living closer to the Blessed Isle, you might be able to get roses to grow around here, but it's just not the right time. I, I, but how am I supposed to ask her out if I have no flowers? Have you ever thought about nice grass? Uh, that sounds like a you problem and not a flowers problem. Have you tried praying to Venus? I tried. She won't listen anymore. She, 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 well, she didn't say it, but everyone says that I'm just, I'm just too, they're like, oh, Philip, you're too awkward and you're too, too terrible and you're just gonna be alone forever. And then I just feel bad about praying. And then I thought, oh, a flower is that, they don't judge you. They're just flowers. So this, was, but I guess, I guess I'm just doing it wrong. You, you're trying to grow a spring flower in summer. So yeah, you are. I'm sorry, but you are. How uh, sure are you that she, you know, wants flowers? You could give her something else. You could make her something. I'm just so bad at making things. I saw my dad. I saw my dad made me go work for for someone else. He's like, you can't do anything right. <laughs> just go away. But uh, do you think there's a, a better flower I could do? Maybe. Mm, sunflower. Sunflowers are nice. Baby breaths are nice. Peonies, maybe. What does a sunflower look like? 
Is um, it pretty? Looks like the sun. It's bright oh, and like yellow. The whole sun is Very, it big? Yeah. Okay. I would recommend that. Maybe one or two because they're really big. Okay. And just be honest. Maybe write her a poem or something. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I hope that helps. I'm sure it will. Nice, nice to, nice to meet you both. Nice oh. meeting you. Good yeah. luck, sir. Good luck. He like trips going down the stairs and runs back home. <laughs> Pretty interesting. I'm it sucks that the uh, flower god couldn't help him out though. I don't know what you mean. How so? Well, you know, they didn't actually answer him or anything. Yeah, they did. Well, I don't think he. I think he just feels like he's being ignored again. I wonder if that's why people stopped uh, coming here. I gave him good advice. You? Yeah. You gave them good advice? Yeah. You're the flower god? Yeah. Why didn't you say that? Because I don't want to go around bragging or anything. I- I'm sorry. And then Rizzo, like, drops to the floor and bows her head. No need to do that. It's okay. But you're a god, though. You're, you know. Yeah, whatever. I just like making flowers bloom. If I could help with those roses, I would, but... You couldn't work any magic on it? I, I could, but if I go blooming flowers out of season, then it's going to raise questions. I could get censured, but also I could get a lot of people who are coming here and they want to bloom autumn flowers over summer, or they want to bloom winter flowers in the spring. And So you don't want more people coming to your shrine? That's not it. I just don't want to mess up the way things should be or the way things are supposed to go also that person who just came in their problem wasn't really about flowers right Mm, i think flowers could have helped him even if it didn't you know get him a date but maybe that would have helped him be answered by someone yeah i just don't like being used for the wrong reasons so but it wasn't really like doing anyone any harm but you know you learn that with age i'm thousands of years old Mm, thought you would have that's why I sent him to Venus and then suggested baby's breath. Well, um, you know, is there anything that you'd prefer I clean your altar with or do you prefer it dirty since you are messy or? No, it's nice to have it clean. I can't clean it myself. And so that's definitely nice to see. Sure. If you'd like, I can send you away with some flowers that aren't seasonally appropriate because you've done me such a big favor. No, that's okay. I do it just, you know, because it looks really nice in here and it has really good vibes, but I don't really need anything in the process. Um, But, you know, on second thought, maybe a rose, just one would be nice. Okay, if you say so. And they take their dirty finger and lean down onto the wood floor and trace onto the floor a sort of simplistic pattern of a rose that then shimmers with white and green light and pulls up between the boards of the floor a single perfect rose. I think that's the most beautiful flower I've ever seen. I'd not be very good at my job if it wasn't. And it's mine? Yeah, take it. Rizzo bends down and picks the rose from the base of the flower. Not mm-hmm. not the petals, but... Mm-hmm. And uh, she bows again towards the flower god. Thank you for everything. Yeah, I really appreciate you stopping by. It means a lot to me. I'll be back soon, I'm sure. I, I appreciate it. The more that it's clean in here, the Who knows, maybe more, more people I can will come back. In. Yeah, maybe. As long as they aren't asking stupid questions about flowers at the wrong time of year. Well, <laughs> can't guarantee just that. That person wasn't stupid. He was just sad. Yeah, we'll see. Thanks, though. And then Rizzo bows again and leaves, running towards the direction of the frantic crying man in which way she believed that he went off to. Hey, sir! Sir, uh, wait! Uh, 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 I found something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, uh, did I drop... Did I drop my money again? Uh, oh no, my god! No, um, oh, you're gonna be so mad. You left this behind, and it's yours. So use it oh. wisely. Oh. And Rizzo hands him the beautiful 
perfect, Rose. Oh my god. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh. So, along with this rose, you have to make me a promise, okay? Okay, what's that? Okay, I want you to take a deep breath. Okay. <gasps> okay, <gasps> and, and, and try to relax. Okay. <sighs> and be honest with the girl about how much you like her. Okay. And just be really nice to her. Okay, thank and you. give her this rose. Thank you so much. And he, like, goes to, like, shake her hand, but then, like, give her a hug and then just, like, touches her shoulder. And Rizzo just pats him on the back and walks back home. (laughs) So now it's time for Godwin's scene. Godwin, on this particular day, is at the shrine to Luna, the huntress and goddess of the moon. The people who are attending to this particular altar seem to have a mix of styles in which they are propitiating and worshipping her. There's a lot of definite regional variation in worship to Luna that is being done here, but a lot of the mainstays of the architecture and decor are in line with the sort of sloping Asiatic architecture of the river province, but a number of the attendants are wearing furs and big poofy leather wraps around their waists that sort of hang and then relatively tight form-fitting stuff. A lot of the priests here are very, very athletically toned and are wearing a lot of animal parts. I guess today was a good day to wear my bearskin. And he shucks the bearskin over his head so it's not just around his shoulders but fully on his Yeah, yeah. So like the head of the bear is sitting on his head and the arms are draped over his shoulders. And at this point, one of the priests comes over toward you. So I take it that you've come today to attend the sacrifice. Is that correct? It may or may not be. Okay. Would you care to state your business or? I'm just looking, just window shopping. Okay. Are there any questions you'd like for me to answer or anything? I'm from out of town. Tell me more about this sacrifice you speak of. Luna, in addition to being the goddess of the moon, is a goddess of the hunt, and we've gone and hunted a few things, and we are going to sacrifice them today in her name to propitiate her, and also for the feast that we're going to throw in her honor tonight. It's the full moon, so... Hmm, the feast. What kind of things did you hunt? Any number of things. A lot of local fowl. We've also hunted some wild boar, some deer, and that sort of thing. Unfortunately, we weren't able to to go and get any super large game, you know, like cows and stuff. Those have been domesticated, so they're strictly off limits. We did actually manage to catch a wild simhata, though, so we're going to go ahead and probably sacrifice that. Is there room at the table for tonight's feast for one more? I mean, anyone who comes, usually we have leftovers. You don't want to throw a feast for a god and then not have enough food. That'd be embarrassing. Would it be rude if I invited myself? Well, I, it's open to the public, so you're fine. You don't really need to invite yourself. If you'd like to contribute something, we'd also appreciate that, but I don't know if you want to go out and try hunting before the day's over. Well, here's the thing. I've been practicing with this bow that wasn't mine, but is mine now, and, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm very good at it. It's, it's just really tough for me to wrap my skill set around. I've never been a hunter before. Well... 
there's a lot that you could learn here. We do have hunter priests. They'd be willing to talk to you about this kind of thing. Yeah, I'd like that a lot, actually. Excellent, excellent. So we do have a lot of preparations to do for tonight. However, I know that at least one, if not two, of our hunter priests are available. They should have just recently come back, and so they have their duties off for preparations. They'll help when the actual sacrifice comes, but because they are out hunting this morning, they actually have sort of the afternoon time free. I will let you know they're a little bit raucous. They're cousins. They've known each other for a long time, but they're always willing to help someone out. So uh, I'll go get them, and then you guys can sort of introduce yourselves to each other, and maybe they can help you out a little bit. I really appreciate it. I hope to see you at the, the full moon celebration tonight. I'm sure I will. And he steps away and comes back with two of these hunter priests. Alex and Chanel, why don't you describe to me what the characters you're going to be playing in this scene look like? Juniper has long, brown, silky, curly hair and a nice short beard that is the same silky color. He is definitely tanned with being out in the sun a lot and rosy cheeks. He has wrinkles from smiling all the time and he's got little crinklies by his eyes. He is very well built and wears a green tunic and he has a large ram's head over his head almost like a hat ash is very tall he's about six eight and has long reddish hair that goes down to the back of his neck and goes in like little waves he's pretty skinny but he has a really stern kind of hardened face and dark green eyes and on him he wears a wolf pelt and he is barefoot So, this is Juniper and Ash. They were out hunting this morning, and just figured I'd introduce you guys. I'm kind of out here for the time being, making sure that things go okay, facing the public. If you don't want me to butt in too much, I won't. But also, it's been kind of a slow day, so I'm happy to be party to this conversation if you'd like to have me here. I wouldn't mind if you stayed. Perfect. So, boys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Looks like kind of a runt. Does he? You know, I'm right here. Yeah, Yeah, we know. He kind of does. My name's Juniper. Well, I'm Godwin. The runt? The Corelli. Wonderful. I I uh, am not a runt. I'm actually the oldest child in my family. You could be the runt and the oldest. But I'm not. Just saying. Make it a real good case for yourself, Godwin. Yeah, so I actually am capable of, of hunting, being competent in battle, but I uh-huh. am new to long distance fighting because i have not used a bow before i am usually more of a close quarters kind of dude and would like to learn more about successfully uh mastering the art of archery and would be humbled for your advice fantastic in his defense he made a lot more articulate a case right before i brought you guys out is this uh is this some kind of joke no, I was honestly trying to help you. He seemed you know, less we just, nervous. We just before. come back from a hunt this morning, you know? I know, I know. Okay. I'm not trying to disrespect your time. You don't have to spend more time with him than, you, than you'd like. This is technically your free time. It's true. You want to learn archery? In honor of my dead friend, yes. You got a bow and arrow? Yeah, it's on my back. Couldn't see. You got your hairs in front of it. It's a bear skin. It's hair is hair, man. So... You've never shot the thing before. No, I've been practicing it for a little while now, but I just can't get over the line of being, you know, a beginner to an intermediate. I, I'm just struggling to push past that learning curve. So what you're saying is that 
you you've shot it before, but you're not good. Okay, so I have an injured hand. See bandage below. So you you can't shoot at all. I would like to be able to shoot despite my injured hand. I have an injured hand too. It got stepped on by a bear. Well, how'd you injure your hand? Hmm? Got stabbed by an asshole. With what? Dark magic. I think he, that sounds like a lie. Do you want to look at my hand? Do you want... And Godwin just starts unraveling his hand to show the disgusting state of his injury. Um, It's disgusting. Is that... I've seen a shite look better than that. <laughs> Vein and sand? Yeah, I don't like looking at it either. How do you sleep? God, that thing's disgusting. It smells... Well, now that's getting a little bit extreme. I'm sorry, I've just never seen anything like it. It's black magic. Your well, hand is black magic? No, the what? the item that the person used to stab my hand was an item of dark magic. Oh, so like a sword. Yeah. You should have just said that, mate. I don't know that you would have known what a sword was. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Believed me. I think it's a little bit funny. You've claimed that it was black magic, but you've now retread your steps. Unless you believe that all swords are black magic, in which case I've got some bad news for you. It was a particular sword of black magic. Not, not all ma- swords are black magic. Might not all you black write- magic items are swords. Might you write- not all swords. <laughs> like a like a four prong sword. Might you write, uh, wrap that back up? It's starting to yeah oh, yeah yeah. No, it was like a a sword blade made out of dead souls. I don't know weird stuff, but it got me, and now. I've got a hand so down. So you've got a curse. Is it cursed? Because I don't want to. I don't want you shooting with a cursed hand. No, around it's just me. Inconvenient. All right, let's just get this over with. I'm so hungry. So right. go ahead and wrap that up, and we'll take you out. Okay. And they get out to the <laughs> archery range, which is behind the shrine, a few blocks back. All right. Uh, we've set up a few of the uh, few targets. Might you hit one of them? We'll put another one up, but if you don't hit all three, we're done for the day. Yep. I'm Listen. not. I, I think you guys think I'm worse than I am. I mean, I mean, a little. I need a little help aiming, but I, I, then it shouldn't I can, be a problem. I can usually hit the target. I'm just not bullseye every time. What was you know? it, Godman? Godman. Yeah, Godman. You gotta focus. All right. We yeah, come from okay. two, dif- two different parts of the globe. And and somehow we still manage to work things out fine. We do. And Juniper and I have been friends for ten years. Cousins even longer than that. Yep. Um. What's your name, Mister uh, uh, Shrine Handman? I, I don't know. Yeah. So my name. Also, thank you for bringing me out to the range. I haven't been here in a while, and it's just been so stressful back there preparing for the feast tonight. I really appreciate just being taken out. My name is uh, Effervescent Spring. Well, that's a lovely name. And you don't say shit about Juniper? Didn't you just pronounce it shite? It's a different <laughs> context. You see a piece of shite and then something shit? Yeah, I'm gonna shoot now. This is a zone for shooting, not for judging. Roll dexterity plus archery. One no, success. Not. You hit the target. Godwin winces as his hand hurts from the recoil. What makes me nervous is you hit the target, but you, you close, winced. You yeah. close your eyes, too. Well, now you're just assuming things. I had to obviously keep my eyes open to look at it. Yeah, and I winced. My hands really hurt, but I'm trying to push past it because this is a thing I want to do, and I want to do it right. Okay. Just keep your eyes open. Asher, not that really would helpful. help. No, um, to be honest, that would really help with your your shooting if if you're trying to hit the target. What you just did there would be 
it would maybe get like the first few layers of skin. You got to you got to get it right through the heart or else we're just, you know, what are we all here for? So I'm going to come out of left field with maybe an unconventional piece of advice. Don't trust me. I don't do much hunting, but I'm going to throw two words out there that maybe you could think about a little bit. Word number one, grip. Word number two, strength. Huh? Yeah? It's not bad. Yeah? Well, I, considering I have a... a I'm working with the, some damaged goods here. I'll do the best I can. If you want to be good, you have to put in the effort. Suppose one of us put our hand on your hand. I touched it. Would that help? Be very romantic. I'd probably like that a lot. Oh. I got you, man. We'll get him. You know I can hear you. I'd I, be a f- I don't I'd think be I said anything. If, if did I, Juniper? Uh, I'm confused. Did I, did, I, did I just say anything? I'm confused. Mm. I'm going to stay out of this one. Good, good man. Um, uh, you know, sure. Sure. Let's go with that. Let's, yeah. Do it uh, how they do it. We're, yeah, sure. I'll take some help. Sh- yeah. I'm going to stop talking now. Okay. Uh, go ahead, lad, and just put your hand on his hand and guide it. Sh- stroke it out. <laughs> <laughs> Strike it out. <laughs> Towards the target. I, I do just want to say before we start this, that that romance line, it was a little bit of a joke. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I've been really caught up in work lately. I just moved here. It, it's really hard to find a partner in, in the big city like this. Don't don't take this He's a real like big in jokester. any sort of weird way. I didn't mean it like that. I, it was an off-color joke, and I probably shouldn't have made it. I'm just very self-conscious. Anyway, here we go, I guess. And he sort of stands behind you grabs your hand and tries to correct your form i will say though it's kind of strange they put me up here to like i was saying literally a few seconds ago i'm not much of a hunter so and he lets the arrow go and it just kind of plinks uselessly about halfway across the field what the fuck what happened to the confidence we talked about where did that go the lad's eyes shift left and right to the bottom of his eyes. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, this all just happened really quickly. And, you know, I'm starting to get nervous because I was supposed to be over at the gate. What if somebody else came with extra sacrifices? Might and... you just go take a lap and come back? Eh? Yeah, I'll be right back. Take Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, step aside. I'll take the boy's hand. Is that guy hitting on me? That's wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, I would fucking like to know. Hey, hey, hey. Who fucking cussed me? Yeah, who fucking cussed us? You fuck. What? All right. Do you want to learn or not? It's yeah. taking way too long. Yeah, I would like to learn. All right. We're setting up a new target. Juniper. Uh, how about I'll take his hand and you take his other arm? That way we're both helping. Okay. I think that might be counterintuitive. That might be too much help. Oh, do you want to? I thought you want you were here to learn to hunt, but if, if not, I guess we could just all go home. I'd like that. No, that, as much as I would love to have the target be right in between your eyes, I will keep my mouth shut and I will just shoot at the other targets far away. Are you threatening me? No, I not at all. I killed a fox today with my foot. You mean like the bear killed your hand with its foot? We well, can't kill a hand. Stepped on by my stepped on. Yeah, let's shoot. <laughs> I'm much more skilled. I don't get stepped on. You know what, Juniper? I just asked for your support this one time. <laughs> And now we cut to Ariston's scene. You are five weeks into the process. The working is reaching completion. And tonight you're out on a stroll by the Yanzi River near one of the busier districts where there's a mix of tourists, celebrants, and people who work at the nearby port along the river. And among the commotion tonight, there's almost always a festival that winds through the city in the evenings. You can hear the undertone and undercurrent of what sounds almost like a familiar voice. Oh, all right. 
Ariston continues walking and looking around, just not really sure what he heard, but craning his ear kind of to see if he can hear it again. A uh, moment later, you hear this voice from behind you. Oh my goodness, you look very different with a beard. Huh? Oh. And he has arrived and has several bags on his person. He's actually just clearly arrived from a boat. Ariston, it's really nice to see you. Why, why are you here? I thought you were going elsewhere. Ariston can't help himself and he just kisses him. Oh, s- sorry, I... W- we... You're good. It's okay. You're good. <laughs> we ended up here trying to do a working for the idols so we can find the others. And I, it was between this dark cemetery place in here and i said let's go here i want to learn more about hearth and and you're here and oh i'm so happy i'm incredibly happy too i'm there's a welcome home dinner that's going to be going on at my house tonight because i just arrived back some of my cousins are there you know the ones who i kind of came out to jaway for in the first place so would would you like to come over there's gonna be enough food of course Cool, awesome. So let's let's head on over if you're not too busy. <laughs> These bags are a little bit heavy. Yeah, yeah, let me take some. And we cut to the inside of Arthur Eternal's family home. There are various bits and bobs from different corners of creation. Definitely a lot of regional artwork. Like there is a woven tapestry sort of rug thing from the south, as well as an elaborate wood carving from the north. There is some paintings from the scavenger lands, etc., etc., and a lot of the concurrent themes in there are actually cattle-related because his family is a dairy family, but there's a lot of milk-based dishes as well, like uh, stews and stuff like that. There's actually some... Like ghee is a pretty big aspect of a lot of these dishes and such. And there are two of Hearth Eternal's cousins there. Who are they and what are they like? Wendelin is very overweight, but she is stunning and has very kind eyes. And you can tell that she knows a lot, but... She tends to stay home a lot a lot of the times. And she has brown hair and brown eyes that are darker than her hair, which some people think are off-putting, but to the right people, they are um, comforting. Effervescent Flame is almost the opposite of her cousin. She's a little too comforting looking when you first see her, but it, it makes you wonder that if she's actually kind, it's almost insincere how friendly she comes off. And her eyes give that away. Her eyes seem like they're holding back. And she styles her hair in a very tight bun. She looks very homely, almost. Like you would expect a stereotypical barn school elementary teacher to look. She seems less interested in Ariston off the bat. Oh, thank you so much for having us welcoming me home like this so kindly. This here is Ariston. We actually met in Jaway and incidentally bumped into each other here. He's doing some research with some of his friends. But uh, we are lovers, and quite frankly, when I left Jaway, I didn't think that I was going to get to see him again, so I'm very, very happy to get to share my welcome home meal with him, and I very much appreciate you welcoming an unexpected guest into into our home at the, at the last minute. Look, look at this. Let me tell you, uh, we are 
we are welcome to have you here. It would have been wonderful, <laughs> would have been wonderful if uh, we had known. But it's fortunate. I, I agree. I, I I'm very sorry. I would have let you know if I could, but it all happened at the last minute, and he helped carry my bags home. I had a lot of bags. To tell her he's fine. So he is. It is almost like he is inviting himself. When you say that he helped you carry your bags home, uh, it sounds like you have just invited him. Um, because you feel guilty. Be proud. Be proud in your lover. I'm very proud of him. That's not at all an issue. I'm very happy to be with Ariston, and I'm glad that he was here, but I would have liked to give you some forewarning, but... Try not to be so hard. I cannot help it. My my past week has been full of very odd... It does not matter. ...surprises. I'm trying to share a story with you. Fine. cannot... What kind of surprises? Well, actually... I hmm, go on. There is a a gentleman that has been um coming by my shop very often. A little bit of an odd. He smells like baguettes. How do you say a little bit odd of a person? And he how, seems like you, you say knew that how he to smells say it. Like packets. I no, said baguettes. No, no. She she is saying the shop smells like baguettes. Okay, Those which it does. It, it is a baguette shop. I will obviously be making baguettes for for food oui. for dinner so you will get to eat yeah. one see people here in great forks they really appreciate foreign cuisine they like these different kinds of breads from across the world and our steak and dairy farming as well as you know their sort of background we mm. we uh, oui. oui. wonderful we have our chickens they give us uh claudette and uh harmonious Jean- gertrude yeah they are good chickens they provide uh, plenty of uh eggs and uh they, they sit on our laps Meat. when we watch TV. We, oh, we do not have TV. <laughs> it is not the kind we, of we society. We <laughs> like to play um, music and uh, we like to play, you know, the recorder. And Once again, you are interrupting my story. Sorry. Sorry. I am very interested in getting a status update on Harmonious Gertrude, though. So, Harmonious in that. Harmonious Gertrude. A pin. I said a pin. She's uh, uh, laying she, more eggs than ever, but her feathers tell, are getting a little to bit To tell old. you the truth, uh, she is sick. Do not say it as well. My cousin is trying to, to sugarcoat it for you. and uh, Oh no, does she have some sort of perverse egg-laying sickness where now she cannot stop laying the eggs? She has just... It is driving her she to has a gold. and wasting away she because has she a, spends all of her days no, laying these eggs. Honey, oh my half, god, we must honey, stop her. Honey, half, she has a guilt. Okay. Remember what we we talked about assuming things and, and spiraling? I it's think okay. they are unrelated. Perhaps I could do some healing on the chicken eye. It's quite a simple cold. I do not know why you prefaced it by saying that she is very sick. You made it sound like she's dying, but she just has a little cold. She's a little chicken. Oh, it's a roller coaster of my emotions. I thought she was doing very well, and then I thought she was egging herself to death. And she will be fine. Just a cold. She okay. will be very fine. I don't think the egging thing is a is a chicken disease. Do not worry. Well, I do know that it is a disease that I sometimes have nightmares about. So, oh, I'm sorry about laying too many eggs. Yes, it is exhausting and it hurts a lot. Why didn't oh. you tell us? You never share anything with us. You didn't write that you had a lover. We are your family. I I apologize. There was a lot that was going on there, and I was really trying to focus on accomplishing what I wanted to Jiaowei to do, and quite frankly, I didn't write because I was scared to tell you that I couldn't do it, and I couldn't get it done. Noah Oldman is alive. I was not able... Mm. 
to kill him. Uh, it turns out that I don't have that inside of me. And that's what I like about you. Then maybe we will have to go instead. Mm. You will have to watch the baguette shop and we will have to go instead. Or no one has to die, possibly. What do you suggest? Intimidation can go a long way in my line of How do we work? Oh, so maybe we could corner Noah Oldman and we could tell him, Hey, sir, we've got one very sick chicken. It can't stop laying eggs. If you keep trying to muscle in on my family's territory, how would you like to wake up in the middle of the night? Your bed is full of eggs. Your stomach hurts a lot. It feels like you've got stones in there, Uh, but it's not uh, stones. It's uh, eggs. uh, Yes. (sighs) Breathe. That would be scary, though. I think we could go with the egg plan, and it would be successful. Do you feel confident? I would like to hear input from other people. I feel like I kind of just went off the handles there for a minute. I'm you sorry. Did. I'm just very emotional. And you did. You are so emotional that you interrupted my story again. How oh, no. about... I just want to let you all know let, that I haven't let, finished my story. Let her finish. Okay? So, Quick. This gentleman who has been visiting my baguette shop almost every day, uh, he is a very uh, interesting man. He is very sweaty. He is very nervous all the time. He gives me a flower, a rose, out of nowhere. And I am very confused because the flower is not in season at all. Sounds like a romantic gesture. Well, I ask him where he gets this flower and he just apologizes and leaves. And I haven't seen him since. He was kind of cute. We we could find him. Maybe. He might be your amour. Well, I don't know if I go that far. I mean, I'm. you know how I feel about commitment. Mm, you know, I, I believe. I'm very nervous. I don't know him. He just comes by my shop and sweats and I believe spaghetti. in love at first sight. Well, I didn't feel that, but I think maybe love at 17th sight might be possible. Mm. But oh. you two are successful lovers, yes? How did this come about? Because I assume you did not visit a baguette shop every day. And no. I, I think that's an odd thing to do. He and his friend cornered me in the back room of a tea shop. And I don't really me. know if I want to hear more of this story about two people cornering you. Well, I tried not to corner you. That just sort of happened on accident. But I did think he was very good looking. And he has a kind heart. Well, of course, we have the same genes. And he has accepted me and worked with me as I tried to better myself. And that's that's all I could ask for in a lover. So do I corner him? Suggesting. Do I find him and corner him? In no. Do you think that if he's a regular at the shop? He has not been here since he, he gave me this flower. Have you not listened? Do you listen well, to the things maybe, they say? It will, maybe it will come in time. Maybe he's just taking a hiatus. He's probably embarrassed. Well, I just stared at him because I was so confused about the flower being out of season. And then I asked him and then he just ran away. So I, I assume he is not coming back well, perhaps, because he feels embarrassed. What if but he I would comes like back for, with company? What, like another woman? We. Oui. <gasps> That would not be good, but I will also remember, and then I will remind you of a particular phrase that sometimes people say, and that's, if you're interested in loving somebody, give them away. Nobody has said that. That is a stupid thing to say. I, I think that's a good thing to say. That, that's how it works sometimes. You, you can't force someone to love you. I would never knew. That would just hurt. Maybe this is why we are old and alone. We. I think you two seem like you're the type of people that will just have a grand old time with each other. Mm. That is very helpful. It's a Sometimes. great garden situation, I can tell you that much. <laughs> I think my cousin and I are both very capable of finding suitable partners for ourselves to assume otherwise. That is a very helpful thing for you to come to say. As uh, we have opened our home did... and given you food. No, no, uh, he did you, not you, mean you it miss... that way. Uh, well, I have taken it you that d- way. I'm very offended. It is that because... We are comfortable with each other, okay? And we are if I may fun. 
Because let me know. We are fun. Because you were trying to explain what I meant. We are fun together. I should probably. We are fun together. And, uh, you know, we don't need a man. There are different types of love. I love you, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life with you when you're alone. I would like a man. No, me too. uh, Do you want to go eat on the patio if you have a patio? We have... Oh, we have food. I understand, but you seem really involved in this conversation. and But you have just offended our ability to, no, to be was... suitable uh, just... women in this society. We have made of, food. Um, that's not what I said. People. I was saying... Well, you implied it. Is the that's implication. not what I was implying. I'm just saying that you, don't, will... have, you don't need a man to feel complete. You can be... She I will that I would argue like with you. So maybe we go to the table and just sit and eat. Okay. If we sit out on the patio, maybe I will see him from the window. Petit problem, okay? Petit problem. You need to tone down your attitude. My attitude? Yes. <gasps> that was a very hurtful thing for you to say. I think it is something that makes me uniquely me. I think it is a spunky part of my qualities and my, my persona. And I like it about myself. I, do have I think I need a man who can handle me. For you, Ariston. Yes. Uh, I've just realized this. They've been incorporating a lot of sea tongue into the things that they've been trading back and forth. You see, they're from the West. Little problem is what I said. Yeah, I was just wondering if you understand sea tongue. Okay. I understand it. I don't like to speak it. All right. It's... I'm not good at it, and it's an, it's an uncomfortable language, but... It is a very beautiful language. We, I've made... Sea tongue? That's what the fish speak. What? No, Are you calling what us a all fish? of the people in the West speak? Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you just assuming things about our people? No, that's what I that thought sea tongue was. I'm not from the surface. I'm it's from okay. the water. racist thing it is for okay. you to say. I'm very offended. Very offended. No, you're not. I feel like you just hijacked this whole fucking conversation, so I'm going to go outside with my lover and have dinner, if that's all right. Well, I also want to have dinner with my family. You're kind well, of hijacking me away from... Uh, okay, then I'll, my I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> How about you? The both of you. The both of you sit. Oi. Yes. We sit. We eat. We talk about things that uh, we haven't, uh, you know, missed about each other, possibly. So you we, know. We do want to hear about all of your adventures. We have missed shall you. We? we have missed you. We love you. And I have missed you, and I love you guys as well. And we care to know about your lover. So good. Then it tell us. Like we've had a good reset. Let's actually eat now wonderful let me grab a baguette from the shop downstairs so now we arrive at the end of your sixth week you have finished your preparations for the working you finally are pouring the concoction over the idol of jupiter and you can see some rippling effects as the essence begins to transmogrify the shape of the idol it retains its overall cohesiveness but also she now has in her hand a large scroll and she quickly moves the idol and snaps it open and you can see in this glowing emerald ink the loose patterns of geography of the river province and of creation and you can see more and more ink spiraling out to form a broader view And you can see a single red dot that almost looks like there is ink dripping onto the surface of the scroll over and over again in this location up to the north. And then it snaps closed. The deeper complications of the working will come to light later. Rizzo, well done. So far, so good. Weird thing about workings is, you know, we won't know. 
if they're, you know, if it fully worked, could be leading us in the wrong direction. What if north is the opposite direction we want to go in? Then we'll only figure it out by getting there. It's true. There's got to be at least one around there. Yeah. To be honest, it's the only thing that we have to go on because in the time that we were here, there really hasn't been any leeway on anything else. Well, if we're going to go north, probably going to have to invest in some new attire. Some warmer attire, yeah. That's smart. Another bearskin on top of my bearskin. A thicker beard. No. A jacket. A coat. Yes. Well, I got jackets. Yes. Probably a smaller one for Qui-Gon. I don't think he could uh, adapt that quickly. Oh. I know, but you don't like wearing them. I understand. It's, it's just, it's not going to be forever, so it's fine. Rizzo, huh? may I ask you something? For sure. Yes. You're very close with your family, yes? Um, yes. Yes and no. More or less. Yes. But you love them and you always have. Yes. How do you deal with being away from them for so long? Well, it was my choice to leave. So I kind of had to make peace with knowing that things can happen while I'm away to me or them and understand that I wouldn't be myself or truly happy if I were there. And I think that they know that too. I miss them awfully, but I don't know. I feel like... They know I'm happy out here and I'm not going to be doing any good back at home. And I know that they love me, so I kind of have that to travel with me, you know? Do you think even if I'm gone for this long that Hoth will still love me? I think so. I think that what you two have is something special and that he has shown ways that he really does truly love you. And, you know, I think that that speaks louder than anything he could ever say. And if you really love him, I really think that it doesn't matter how long you're gone. I think if that beard gets any longer, though, he might change his mind. Maybe he likes it. You don't know that. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Nobody does. Have you talked to him? Yeah, we bump into each other sometimes. And did you tell him to talk to him about the beard? I bumped into him and he said it was okay, but he didn't really seem too excited about that. I'm just Probably because he doesn't like to share things with you, Godwin, because he doesn't know you very well. For the record, it did not affect any of your, our usual activities, so... Nice to know that you were getting some. Oh, didn't have to be getting some. Maybe we were just baking, huh? Filled Is that clothes. what you call it? Gross. Now every time he says he's going to go bake something, we know it's going to happen. It's true. It's true. Maybe I was baking too. Hmm? I don't know. You don't know. Maybe all we were by all yourself? baking. Not necessarily. Who are you going to bake with? Let's be real. Well, you know, maybe while you guys were all working, I was doing a different kind of working. Hmm. Don't assume I have no game. This bearskin gets me really Godwin, far. I I, honestly, I'm surprised at the level of game you have. That is true. None of that's ever made sense to me, but I've never really thought about it. So it's the bearskin. I'm glad I've made it a regular part of my wardrobe. Now that we're not traveling in Jiao Wei, honey faced cherubim isn't going to bug me about it all the time so I can wear it freely. It's awesome. It's a staple. If you say so. Look at it. For the record, I am not a fan of the bearskin. Well, I'm not a fan of the beard. But okay. Yeah, though we come. We both don't like the modifications that we've each made to our appearance. Wonderful. Now, back to this. Um, We are going to need things a bit warmer because of our travels. And maybe we need to stock up on food, too, because the farther north we go, the less likely we're going to be coming by towns. And it's not going to be the same with crops and, you know, meats. It's not going to be an easy journey. And I just want to say thank you for coming with me. Of course. Thanks for putting up with us. Perhaps it'll be nice with all the snow up there. I won't have to worry about the pain. Yeah, but you'll get a snowball to the face. Ah. You gonna throw that with your bad hand? Hey, you wanna you wanna you wanna try to make it better anytime soon, Ariston? Maybe give it another shot, give it another whirl? Yes, I could. I think check my calendar, it should be around another go. 
Let's put it on our list of things to do. Oh, that sounds good. Um, that would be nice if your hand was, um, you know, back to normal. Who knows what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, I'd love to be able to hunt for us because I also was working on my archery skills during the day. Well, but I also did you, know, you go from a zero to a one? Just about. Okay, then at least it's an upward movement. Thanks for the support, Ariston. You guys finish your preparations here in Great Forks. You buy your clothes and begin to travel north. The lush valleys of the river province begin to give ways to misty scrublands as you follow the directions that the idol has given you. You travel farther north and farther north, and eventually you hit the taigas of the north. You are beginning to close in on the location that you see on the idol when you find yourselves near a village, walled off with a wooden wall with these large spiked logs serving as sort of intimidating pillars around the perimeter. More shocking than that, however, is a pyramid that sits outside of this village. It is a pyramid of severed human heads. You can see how their hair is whipping wildly in the roaring winds of the north. And as the Stormwind Rider begins to settle down over the roaring of the wind, you can hear something almost like a beat moving underneath the wind, and on a jetty of air, a figure lands in front of you as you're setting down. They are wearing a blue jade harness, exposing a lot of their skin to the air of the frigid north. They have a shock of messy white hair that curls down around their shoulders, and they seem very unfazed by the climate they're in. Oh, it looks like you guys have made it north. Tabit Harmonious Accord says, Welcome to the Killing Fields. Now, won't you join us for lunch at Madame Faye's? Thanks for coming to get tea with us. Uh, you're welcome. I'm not gonna lie, though. I'm a little bit off-put uh, by this whole situation. Is it the bear skin on my shoulders? No, it's your overwhelming choice of uh, building materials. Uh, oh, it's because our city's made almost entirely out of wood. Oh. Uh, if it helps, it, legend has it that this tea shop was actually um, here when every, um, before anyone ever got here. So this was actually an uh, original structure to the earth. I'm, th- I mean, don't call me, you know, crazy or anything. Weird things happen. I'm, I'm a god. I know how it goes. But if that were true, wouldn't this just have been a tea shop floating about a couple hundred feet above a river? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Just hanging out? Yeah. I mean, cool Cool things happen in Jawe, you know? I mean, I don't doubt it. You guys seem to have actually a pretty good relationship yeah. with a lot of the spirits around here, which leaves me so befuddled. Really? As to how you bungled our prior conversations. I- I'm sorry, what? You bungled them. I bungled them? You bungled them. You blew them. Wait. I didn't blow we anyone. Didn't, we didn't build... We didn't build the city, you know. Wasn't I? I didn't blame you for building the city. I'm just saying you people seem to have a good relationship with the spirits. What, what do you mean, we people? The people who live here. You You're all the same to me. Be a little clear. Um, and to be honest, I believe that the city was was naturally made. Can I just put on the record that I do not want to be put in the same basket as Ariston? So if you could say either you people and Godwin or you people and Ariston. I'm not going to do that. Do you differentiate between ants and a colony? Uh, there's the queen ant. Yeah, I Who am the queen ant. Okay. 
I, I know would... I can feel in the essence who's the queen ant here. And this is a god, or gods maybe, at the center of this city. I am the queen ant. Whatever you makes I, you sleep at night. I would I would have to disagree about our ant higher. I'd say Rizzo's closest to queen ant. I served as a lover of Jawei. I think respective to Jawei, I am the closest to a queen ant than any of us have ever been. But we'd all have, would, have, would rather serve Rizzo mm. than you. That's not how royalty works. You don't pick your favorite. That's democracy. So we're not a democracy. But you were elected a lover. That's a democracy. Well, then the people have spoken. I wasn't an option. <gasps> okay. Didn't even consider you? I mean, that's what you're saying. <sighs> nice one, Rizzo. No. No, I, I think out of sight, out of mind. I should have been there. You should have been there. But I was off doing bit more important things. You played yourself. You played yourself. You played yourself so hard. I bet you wish you didn't play yourself so hard. No, I only played hard. Was a little Winner! <laughs> Humans are super fucking boring, I can tell you that much. Oh, is there something we can do to make ourselves more interesting? Uh, you could not sit there and just bicker about completely trivial nonsense things oh, when just, you've got a god with you at the table. We're just bantering, it's... No, okay, well, you I gotta... told you that you guys are like ants to me and that you don't matter and you're having a conversation about who's the biggest ant. Um, okay. Well, you don't have to Do be gods in our never colony. talk about who's the biggest god? I mean, we already know who I know who, it who is. the biggest god is. That's not a question. So, well, good thing we've it's got not our you. shit together. So, well, if we're ants, then what is that? What, what would you be? A human? A god. I think snakes. We're still gods. I feel, I'm feeling snakes would be a better comparison. Because there, there are. At least for all you. snakes. Yeah. I would never oh. once in my entire life rub my belly all over you. So, no, I'm not like a snake. Oh, I don't mean like in action. I mean as in there's there's many different types of snakes, and a lot of people f- fear and respect them. But there are bigger snakes. Any fucking way you slice it, I have to rub my belly over some ants, and I don't play that game. Okay, I'm not gonna rub my belly on. Why you. in every scenario are the ants just getting shit on in this? Because they're ants. That's what ants exist to do. You know, he's pretty boring to talk to. Yeah, yeah I'm all just, he does is just bicker with us. I'm just getting depressed at this point. I know. Um, waiter. Well, I accepted your invitation. You know, you invited me. Yeah, I thought this so was. So look gonna, who's got egg on their face. I thought this was going to be. So if you lunch. go to a god party because you're invited by another god, but the party sucks, do you just stay and complain about the party or do you go do something else with your life? Uh, there's more options than that. I stay and I don't complain about the party because the then hierarchy do is that. clear. The hierarchy is clear. I'm the one that's above in the hierarchy here, though. Do I look you know like I give there's a There's a reason nobody puts stuff at your shrine anymore. Well, that's Ooh. just needlessly hurtful. Oh, is it? Or does it just... Am I just spewing facts? Facts like, oh, uh, uh, I'm a a god and you're ants. Well, you know, know, people don't bring you offerings anymore for a reason. So maybe you should think about that. Reflect on yourself. You've lived here all this time. And what what have you done to yourself? Well, maybe. Have you considered this? That maybe things were cool and fine. And then people stopped coming and that made me like this. That's that's not how things get done. That's not how you solve. That's things. how my life worked. That's how that's how my life happened. You go. Well, you don't have anyone to blame but yourself. You gotta open yourself up, back up to humans eventually. I mean, you can't walk through the door if you keep it shut. Ooh. Hey, stupid idiot! I got a question for you. Nope. It's which uh, which one of us are you talking to? You all look the same to me, so it doesn't matter. Then none of us are gonna answer. I I, I still want some tea, waiter. I think that question is directed to Ariston. Sure, whatever. Do we all sound the same as well? Like, kind of, yeah. Okay, what? Like, if I wanted to try to tell the difference, I probably could, but 
Sounds what like did you want more. to say to me? My name's Arison, not stupid idiot, by the way. Uh, I was gonna say, what the hell do you think I'm trying to do here? Oh well, you see, you're in you tea open time? the door with a shotgun, man. You can't do that. What's a shotgun? A, ni- a knife. You open the door with a serrated knife. There. Well, at least I opened the stupid door, okay? Maybe if every time I didn't come here, you guys just didn't start criticizing me about everything. You and started every time it. I started talking to people. They didn't criticize me all the time. I wouldn't be so insecure. And Maybe you should. Everyone else with criticism is that. Hey, you, you shouldn't okay. have said that we were boring. Put put the knife down. Maybe I'm scared that I'm boring, huh? No, no one's gonna hurt you. Just put it down. Where is that waiter? Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at Swallows of South, on Facebook at Swallows of the South, and on Google Plus at Swallows of the South. If you'd like to send an email to Quinn directly, you can email swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com. Remember, it's always helpful to rate and review the show on iTunes. Our theme song is new by Elvis Herod, and I'll see you next Tuesday.